is the IT security community responsible for the outcome of America's presidential election, examining U.S. President-elect Donald Trump as a cybersecurity leader and the security challenges the new president will face. All this coming up on the ISMG Security Report. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro. We're devoting today's security report on the surprised election of Donald Trump as the 45th president of the United States and its implications regarding IT security. There's a lot of self-assessment going on today in the news media and among polling organizations on how they misread the mood of the electorate, especially those living in exurbia and rural areas and didn't see Trump's election coming. Perhaps there's room for the IT security community to do some self-reflection too. Did IT security failures help sway the election's outcome? I'm not talking about hacking the election. No evidence has yet surfaced to show any significant attempt to electronically rig voting. But the hacking of Democratic Party computers resulted in the release of troves of emails that proved embarrassing for Democratic candidate Hillary Clinton. Did security practitioners do enough to prevent the breaches that resulted in email leaks? And in such a close election, could that have made a difference? Perhaps. Here's Purdue University's computer science professor, Gene Spafford, who also holds a courtesy appointment as a political science professor. How big a role the emails played and their disclosure is an open question and one that we may never be able to completely answer. But insofar as it had any effect, yes, indeed, better security on those systems could have made a difference and should have been present. But Spaff says other factors could have pushed Trump to his small electoral victory, such as a larger number of voters missed by the media and pollsters who felt spurned by the nation's elites represented by Clinton. Spaff says those reflecting on the role breaches might have played in deciding the election shouldn't be limited to the IT security profession. Part of it isn't simply the cybersecurity community. But the computing community has to take uh, more concern with issues of privacy and security for the products we produce, for the installations we manage, for the services that we're promoting. It shouldn't be an add-on. It shouldn't be an afterthought that a specialist has to come along with. It should be intrinsic to the things we're doing. Russia is one of America's cyberspace adversaries. On the hustings, Trump spoke admirably about the strength of Russian President Vladimir Putin, and Trump repeatedly asserted that he reveres strength. In a debate with Clinton, Trump dismissed assertions from the U.S. intelligence community that Russia was behind the hacks of Democratic Party computers. I don't think anybody knows it was Russia that broke into the DNC. She's saying Russia, 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 but I don't, maybe it was. I mean, it could be Russia, but it could also be China. It could also be lots of other people. It also could be somebody sitting on their bed that weighs 400 pounds, okay? Trump dismissing U.S. intelligence troubles IT security policy experts. Ari Schwartz is a former special assistant to the president on cybersecurity. I'm concerned about how we've looked at Russia and what, based on what, what uh, we've seen Russia do, public, both publicly and behind closed doors. So I think that that's absolutely uh, a concern. Schwartz also voiced concern about Trump's statement on pulling back support from NATO. Among the tools in the U.S. arsenal to battle cyber threats are sanctions. And he points out we need the support of our allies to enforce sanctions. When you see some of the things that NATO has done in this space and what they're trying to do in the future, NATO is very helpful for us. Concerned about uh, North American relations. The North American Leaders Summit, intelligence cooperation on cybersecurity was, was a major issue. And if we're antagonizing our neighbors in North America, that's not going to be helpful for, for this either. 
Candidates Clinton and Trump during the campaign received high-level security briefings from the intelligence community. But as president-elect, Trump's beginning to receive the same detailed security briefings President Obama receives, and some security experts believe the more exhaustive briefings can change minds. Here's Phil Reitinger. He served as the Department of Homeland Security's Deputy Undersecretary for Cybersecurity. I don't want to project any pivots. I'd simply say that the, in my experience, people once elected to the presidency and being exposed to all of the concerns and all of the data available to the president of the United States have their views gradually shift. It's fair to say that President Obama once in office, became much more, I think, hawkish than people expected him to be. We will see what happens in this administration. But perceived notions of the value of intelligence and the importance of the national security apparatus could have an impact on what a president takes away from intelligence community security briefings. Melissa Hathaway is a former senior cybersecurity advisor to Presidents Bush and Obama. If you're coming in with a particular agenda that outright dismisses it, then you're already coming in with a filter. I think you have to come in with an open mind that people are there to help and they're there to defend and to do what we think is best for our country. And if you come in with that open mind and you're listening to the multiple points of view and objectives that are currently in place and are going to continue to be in place, that's important because then you have as much information as you could get in order to make an informed decision. I would argue that it can't come in with a filter. The question is, does Trump have an open mind regarding Russia and Putin? You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. The President of the United States is the number one cybersecurity influencer in the federal government. And a President Trump will need to prioritize many policies to assure the security of federal government digital assets. Over the course of the next few months, the ISMG Security Report will explore cybersecurity policies the new President must address. In speaking with IT security policymakers, a theme has emerged regarding an approach to cybersecurity in the federal government, uniformity across agencies. Mark Weatherford, like Reitinger, served as a DHS Deputy Undersecretary for Cybersecurity. Every government organization, agency, department, board, commission, council, has their own IT infrastructure, has their own budget, has their own staff, has their own policy. This leads to inefficiency, but it also leads to uh, a misalignment of priorities because every agency has a mission, which is why they exist. And if IT and security are not a priority, then, you know, they're certainly not going to get the attention they deserve. A single federal CISO, maybe not the same role as the current federal CISO, but more of an operational CISO that has some budget authority over security in the agencies that has some policy authority over security in the different agencies would create more consistency across the federal government. And it would help set expectations. So you would know as you went from agency to agency that security was set at a relatively consistent priority across the federal government. Another way to assure cybersecurity uniformity across agencies is to get them to adopt managed security services. Here's Phil Reitinger. One of the highest priorities ought to be 
increasingly moving government agencies out of managing their own IT and then getting them into um, the private sector and cloud-based services so that they can consume security as a part of an, a service delivered by the private sector. The government is increasingly going to be challenged to keep up with IT developments in the private sector, and that's both IT and security. The model for security overall is going to increasingly be security will be delivered as a part of an underlying IT service that is going to come from the cloud. I think government will do a better job of keeping up with high-order capabilities that will be available in the private sector if it also uses those cloud services and gets security delivered as a part of the service. Um, and I think it will make governments, both IT and cybersecurity, more agile and better able to defend against attacks. For IT and cybersecurity to function properly in the federal government, uniformity is crucial. Here's Melissa Hathaway. We don't have unity of government currently within the U.S. and that there's an opportunity for the, the president-elect to start to build a team and bring back unity of effort. It's Team America. It's not Team Agency A, Agency Y, and Agency B that it's Team America and we need to unify our efforts, we need to unify the mission, we need to unify the capabilities, and we need to focus on outcomes. The question for President-elect Trump is whether he wants to seek uniformity across agencies. And if he does, can he convert his skills managing a business to reshape a government that so far has been hesitant to do so? That's the ISMG Security Report. Our theme is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Eric Chabro. Catch you next time. Oh,